Okay. Good evening. How's everyone doing today? Baruch Hashem. Good? Always. Fantastic. You're living life. Enjoying. So, we should enjoy life. And, uh, tonight's going to be, I always like, one of these tougher nights. Why is it a tougher night? Because we're really on, I mean, it's not tough, it's really great. We should walk out tonight doing a, a jumping jacks that we can't, don't, you don't have to do jumping jacks. We should walk out excited that what we learned tonight, but, you know, hearing uh, truth sometimes is less exciting, right? We like, we like to imagine that everything's always good, everything's always great, no matter what here, you know, my kids are like that, everyone's like that. We all, it's a part of us that wants that no matter what we do, we get reward. And no matter what we do, we get a thumbs up. Don't, don't we all want that? Yes. No matter what. All's good. All's great. No matter what. So we don't like hearing that's not the case. We, you know, and tonight, we're, we're, since we're talking about reason number three, or way number three, how to propel ourselves to take advantage of life, not waste it, not squander it, not lose it, and the power of our actions. And uh, some, some ladies were here on Shabbos, some were not, I don't know. Your husband actually ranked the, the Vartor on, on Shabbos top five ever. She says to me. He said it to me a few times. I don't know how he's getting it. So maybe, maybe my own but But I actually spoke about on Shabbos about the power of our deeds, how it could ricochet through generations, right? And, you know, whether it's paying for somebody's ticket or things like that, how that's had long term effects. Well, what Rebchal is now going to say is really God judges us. And just like we are graded on tests, it's funny, I grade these 12th graders mid- midterms. Your daughter's not a 12th grader. <laughs> but, but, you know, my wife's like, oh, you should be generous, you should be nice. You know, they're the 12th grader, like, you know, they told me as you know, they told me my as a three-hour midterm. They took it for three hours, each one of them for three hours. And so, like, they and they studied. I told them, listen, at the end of the day, I'm gonna grade them what they somewhat deserved. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it, it's not fair to them or to the school to sugarcoat. I'm going to tell you why, because it's a bad lesson for life. And they did fine. I, you, know, you know, it's a bad lesson for life. It means, you know, and, it, and in this case, maybe more of a compelling reason that they tried. Some could see tried harder than others. But really, in life, you don't not study and get a B plus or an A minus. It doesn't happen. I, I can assure you that in Penn Law School, if you didn't study, they're not going to curve your test. <laughs> I can assure you that. Um, I can assure you that if you're working in a company, that they're not going to say, oh, you know, you get a B plus for showing up that day, or an A minus. That's not how life works. I can assure you that in marriage, showing up and not performing in marriage, or as a parent, bringing kids to this world and saying, good luck, <laughs> doesn't get you a B plus or an A minus, or certainly not an A plus. Real life demands doing. Right? It demands... Now, as I mentioned last week, this is certainly very true, if, if I have a student, I still have my own child, who I see making effort, I will be very accommodating. Right? When you see a little kid trying to do better, that warms every parent, teacher's, person's heart. Right? So, and, and the truth is, if you see an employer, someone making trying their hardest also. But lack of trying, excuses... Coasting, cruise control, you're not going to get an A plus in Shemayim. You're not even going to get a B plus. Because uh, right? the, the really, we're judged on, on, on what we do. And that's what we're discussing tonight. So I know we, I, I, like, it'd be easy for me to skip it and go to doing chesed and davening and things that everyone likes to hear. But this is important because we're only going to say for once, and this should be ingrained in our minds put into us that we, all of us in this room, 
all of us in this room will be judged and are judged based on what we do. Yeah, Shem will look at us where we come from and but you and who we are in our tests and they'll. But God really knows where we come from. God really knows our tests. And I shouldn't really say is that legitimate or not. But the, 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 it's important because I can say, as you know, part of my job, I can tell you my emails today. If you would ever see the variety of people I email, um, you would be flabbergasted. I mean, I'm really, I think just the variety of religious observances or, or meet with or anything like that. I'm just saying this afternoon, I didn't. I had a meeting in Campbell with folks of the Arab. I didn't have meetings with, uh, you know, different types of Jews this afternoon. Uh, but I had, I'm going to tell you, I interacted with all types of people. So at about six something, I, I sent this article to a few people, including um, an intermarried lawyer. I mean, really, I mean, the wife has no, I actually have a few lawyers like this who I deal with, uh, who, who, whose wife didn't even go through a conversion, but yet was the president of the temple. Oh, a huge reform temple. I have two lords exactly fit that profile. <laughs> who are presidents of temples, who are married to Christians. I mean, go figure. Uh, I mean, I, could, I don't think we started. I'm on tape. Uh, I mean, so I emailed this guy's article. And this is the second time in a week. It's clear to me this guy thinks he's doing great Jewishly. I mean, and so there's no doubt in my mind. He, you know, when, when I, you know, he likes me, we interact, blah, blah, blah. But like when you email him, and I send him these articles, so actually this one I sent him was a light one. It was like five lessons from the World Series from the Sunday. You know, everyone knows the World Series, right? The, at the last minute, a person had a three-point shot, and they won the World Series. A right? big game, one of the best World Series in history. Right? Everyone was like so excited, and there's five great lessons. So I sent him this guy's article. Yeah, and I was, I was in Dallas even. I missed the World Series. Uh, I, I would have watched if I was in San Jose, but I didn't even know what happened. Um, Lamaisa, this guy sends me an... Uh, I, I kid you not. This is a guy who doesn't keep shabbat, kosher Shabbat. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Zero, zilch. I mean, I'm like, zero. He's, he's a president, a past president reform temple, major reform temple. Um, and he's a nice guy. He's not a bad person. But he's clueless. I mean, the man thinks he's like Moses. I mean, I'm reading his email. I'm like, where, where is his head? Like, the guy does nothing. He's, he's married to a guy, though. You know, what is he, you know? And he's walking around thinking he's living a good Jewish life. Now, he arguably is largely uh, in a Tinnik but no one ever taught him anything real right, at all. But... His whole life, he didn't keep Shabbos, kosher, Shabbos, I mean, nothing, zero results. So all of us in this room have to know that him, and I'm not judging him, God will judge, I don't judge anyone. <laughs> I don't judge anyone. I'm here to push, inspire, but I can tell you very frankly that as somebody who, um, you know, there's certain types of rabbis that are, you know, live and let live. I'm not a live and let live person. I don't, I don't, I don't frontal go to everyone. Some people, I think, deal better than our frontal. But anyone who's heard me speak on Shabbos, I don't say, let's clap our hands and we're great. I don't believe in that. I mean, it's not because I don't believe because it's not true. We're not. We need to get better. So I'm a person who, who, who for myself, uh, and, and for anyone, I try to, I try to you know, push. You know, again, everyone's different. Everyone, and I can tell you when you push, most people at some level, either they think they're fine or they don't push. They, they, they're just like, you can, you can do whatever you want and there's just no consequence. Meaning, and we all want to get that A+. Plus. <laughs> we all want A+. Plus. We all think, you know, or, or as we saw the past couple of weeks is that we imagine it's okay if we get a B or C and we don't realize what that really means. You know, what that really, we don't really think what that really means. So I, I, I say this as a preface because it's a little bit strong. It's a little bit strong medicine, but strong medicine is good medicine because you won't see this in the news. You won't hear this in the, even the Jewish music. Plenty of good Jewish music out there, right? And some good Jewish music, inspirational. Anyone like Shwaki? Yes. Uh, who else do we like over here? Mordechai ben David, Simcha Liner. Anyone know Simcha Liner? Uh, uh, what, anything else? Did I miss anyone? Yes. 
diaspora. Okay, this is your soul. That's the eighties. Diaspora, the seventies. Well, who else? Anyone else out there that we like? Oh, Shwa, um, I'm afraid. Yehuda. Anyone else? Could I, 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 what? Duty or duty, duty. There's Dudu. Okay, Dudu. Right. There's the Shiva Boys Choir. Gets kids some choir. The Miami Boys Choir. Baruch Hashem, the Miami Boys Choir. The best. You see, everything, Miami. Here we go. I have a question. Can you imagine the following song? You're gonna get judged. You're gonna, and they're singing all this choir. Do, do, do they sing songs like that? No. Do they sing songs, reward and punishment? They don't do that. You know, they, they sing, oh, shop, it's so shop. They, they, don't, they don't sing songs like that. You know why? Well, for many reasons. You know, because there'd be people like chumping off roofs. But, uh, no, seriously, because that's not the message they're giving. But guess what? That message is just as important. You will not hear this anywhere else. You're not. You're not going to hear it in your day-to-day interactions. You're going to hear lots of la-la-la. And the la-la-la is also good. And it's also important. But this is, this is consequence. I mean, in every other aspect in life, in every aspect in life, there's a large, a large if not overarching, reality of performance. If you don't give people what they want... Are you or the food spoiled? What happens to the food spoiled? And by the way, usually it's not even your fault. It's the supplier's fault. Are they going to come after you? Oh, they come after people happy. They say thank you for spoiled food. If they want an order, if you're at a challah and they want a challah, what do they say? Thank you. Right? People have expectations. If Hashem Shalom that they're out of chocolates, right? To serve some, I came for chocolate. Right? I'm serious. In every area of life, you know, we don't hear this. You know why? Many reasons why. But, uh, but it's important. And that's what I'm thinking now. And I say this because I know everyone comes here for inspiration. And, but we also come here to be, to be better and to do better. And doing better means to know. And I, I don't want to stress it. It's going to be a little bit about our deeds to judge. You, by coming here, are doing yourself the greatest service. Not because of me, because of the work. Because by coming here, you are already on a higher level than you would ever be without. You're already in better shape in Shemayim than without. Because you, whether we realize or not, learning a work like this makes us more conscientious, makes us more aware of the importance of our actions. A person lives better. Forget the world to come. We live better if we appreciate our actions. And I think today... It's like the the, like the 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 Gentile world, or the secular world, into mindfulness. Like, you know, mm-hmm. such a you know, you make a bracha, you'll you'll appreciate your apple, but they don't have brachas. You know, they have mindfulness. You have to appreciate the moment. Well, you know, we have to also appreciate our actions. If we mindful, that our actions are really really important. And like God wasn't joking when He said Shabbos or kosher or not stealing or being nice to people or being charitable, right? It wasn't, it wasn't like, it was a serious reality. So says the Ramchal, Oyed Amru, another illustration of Hashem's judgment is Visvivov Nishra Mo'id. Now he's going to show this, the author is going to show this by showing even the greatest righteous people are judged according to their ability, according to their actions. So the Pasuk says in Tehillim, in Psalms, that the surroundings are extremely turbulent. That means the closer you are to Hashem, the more you have to perform. Right? If you're in a position, you know, if you're on the starting lineup, you better, you're not on the, you're not on the bench, more is expected to you. Why is that? Because you have a greater responsibility. Right? If you are, are you know, is there a head nurse where you are? But is there a head nurse in the in the, your department? Well, most in yours, but yeah. So it's a head. Do they have more responsibility? Yes, of course. And do they get more trouble? If things go wrong. Uh, well, y- yeah. Yeah, I they're responsible, and they also get more reward, right? They probably get a little bit higher salary, more honor, right? They they run the shot. The shot. That's how most places work, right? If you are closer to the to leadership, you are more in a position. There is more responsibility uh, for things. So, we see that Hashem is exacting with pious people on a much higher level. 
right, is much a much greater expectation. For example, so you have a few examples. Avraham, who Avraham ha'ohav l'kayno. We can't even imagine how great Avraham was. We can't even imagine how great Avraham was. And we can't imagine how great his world to come is. I mean, we're all in the Zoom learning tonight because of Avraham. Everyone comes because of Avraham. Right? He's of. Uh, the Torah says, Atra, cause of Amr Alav. He was beloved. The Torah says about him, it's a Pasuk in Yeshaya. And God refers to Avraham as Avram Oyavi, Avram my beloved. God says that Avram is my beloved. Uh, even Avraham had din. Even Avraham had judgment. Because of certain things, even small minor matters that he was not careful about. When he questioned God, God said, you're going to inherit the land of Israel. So Avraham said, well, how do I know? You ask, how do I know that the land's going to You better know that your descendants are going to end up being in exile. They're going to end up being in a foreign land. Okay? I'm not, we're not right now discuss, discussing why that was the punishment. But suffice to say that when Avram questioned God, his descendants were punished as a result of that. Al Shakaris Bris im Avimelech, Blotzibakum, where he made this this covenant for multiple generations with Avimelech. Who was Avimelech the king of? Who was the Melech of? Who? Avimelech. The Plishtin. In the, in the Middle East area. Middle, good. That's good. Good. Crescent. Uh, the, no, not the Fertile Crescent, closer to the Nile. Uh, no, the Plishtim were in, in Azov. Um, so he made a he made a a pack them on the Kodesh Baruch It delayed the Jewish people coming into the land of Israel for seven generations. Right, a minor minor differences. But by the way, when you think about it, if you're Lahavdil Elif Alfais to compare Avram Avinu to a high tech executive, but if you're Mark Zuckerberg, and you make a poor choice for your company, does that just affect you or does it affect tens of thousands of employees? Well, it affects everyone, right? If, you're, if you make an error like that, it's not just you anymore, right? You, 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 everything is dependent on you. So when, when, when there's a small error over there, right, it, it trickles down to a, lot, to a lot. So I'm this great person. His questioning God... It, it was not only a, an error; it was a, a, a blemish in his relationship with Hashem, right? So these, it, it has consequences. They have consequences. Yaakov, Yaakov in Hashachara Apple Barachel, right? Yaakov gets angry at Rachel. Amrlo, she says to him, "Havoli banim," right? Give me children. And what does Yaakov, yeah, what does Yaakov say back to her? Right? This is my Hashem. So he says, what do you want from me? I have kids. He says, don't compare me to my father Yitzchak. Right? She says to him, why don't you pray like Yitzchak? He says, Yitzchak didn't have kids. So him and Rivka pray, but he says, I have kids. Right? What do you cry? What do you know? Havali Barmi, you can't look at me. Who would he have kids? He had kids from Leah. He had kids, right? He had, I mean, Bila Zilpa, eventually, right? He, what do you want from me? He says, You answer a crush lady, your wife? What do you want from me? Right? She came screaming at him. He says, you should go to God. He was right at some level. Right? And there's empathy. He says, Chayecha, so that the Medrash says, you should know by your life, your children will, 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 will be subservient to her children. They will bow to Yosef. Right? Which was, at some level, they were at the same level as that. And he, because Yaakov puts Dina in a, in a box, why does he put in this box? That she should not be married to Esav. Even though his intention is for sure good. But because he was all too happy to withhold, you know, the way the ultimate Slabodka learns this, is that he didn't even care about his brother. He was only thinking about Dino. Right? And so he didn't even think about that. You, you, you withhold uh, kindness for your friend. You didn't want her to marry somebody 
who is circumcised, right? Should be married to somebody uncircumcised. You didn't want her to let her marry to a uh, a, uh, a a a permitted marriage or marry is served. So he's punished. Everyone knows the story. Am I missing? Everyone is aware, aware of knows the story, right? So Yaakov is punished for not caring about his brother Esav. Right? Most people, right? When you think of Esav, you think of a a terrible person. You want to stay as far away, and certainly your door as far away as possible. Not, and you're right, but you still have to feel for an Esav. But because he lacked that feeling. Yeah, but not for the price of giving your daughter to somebody like that. Let me, let, let me just say something. I, I, I'm often asked, this is a side point, I'm not to talk about judgment, I'm often asked by people that they either have uh, really bad people they work with, associate with, and it's a question of inviting for meals or inviting to do so, or, 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 or doing things with them. And often, it just, you know, if you have, if somebody is a, a dangerous person, spiritually dangerous, or, or a really negative or, or crafty person, so sometimes you have to take proper precautions. You can't bring them into your house or bring them into your parties, be that as may. But you should feel terrible about that, especially if they're your relative. <laughs> they should feel terrible about that, especially if it's a relative. It, listen, listen, you should feel terrible about that. Okay, I agree. And so Yaakov lacked that feeling terrible about that. He was like, get me away from Esau, right? Get her away from Esau. You still should feel terrible because, and Chazal said she may have even helped him. Possibly, had she married him. Now, I'm not saying that he was wrong for, for, but Chazal criticized the way he dealt with it, right? When you, if you have a relative, even if it's a bum on the streets, if you can't help them for whatever reason, 99% of 100, you should help them. But if there's a good reason, sometimes there's a good reason. Listen, there are certain people you don't want on your kids, you don't want on your spouse, you know. Um, I was in, I was in, uh, I was in when I was in Dallas. The rabbi told me that one of his congregants, like majorly, is hitting on him, giving him gifts, saying that he like really inappropriate. So, and apparently, this lady he told me has done this to many people. She's you know she's some a school missing, right? Um, doesn't mean that she can't wreck plenty of lives in the, in the process. But there's a school missing there, right? And the, 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 the lady's legitimately needy. That's what he told me. So that his wife said, no more contact. Okay? No more contact. So you have a legitimately needy lady who is doing things which are inappropriate. Well, what are you going to do, right? You can't, especially if his wife wants nothing to do with it, you know, once and now, because you can't, sometimes you can't help people. I mean, you just, it's just, you're not, you're not obligated to danger, endanger your own life, hurt your own family to help a person, but you should feel bad about that. <laughs> there are things in life, you don't just say, oh, too bad. You know, oh, too bad. Um, yeah, I, I don't. This is not meant to get into the politics of immigration in this country or not. I, 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 I would argue, and I'm not making a, a, a statement either way, that let's imagine you had a population where 20% were terrorists and 80% are innocent victims. Let's just make that up. That's, well, let's imagine you won't let them in because it's a pretty legitimate thing. If they, Those are not the numbers. that. If 20% are terrorists, I wouldn't want to let, even if they're 2% terrorists, quite frankly, into my country and endanger my own family, right? I wouldn't do that. I mean, we, we, we don't drink liquids. Or the, the FDA pulsing up for 0.0001% carcinogens. You know what carcinogen does? It's over 30 years. I mean, we're going to make a possible terrorist, right? But let's say that you can't let this group in for that. I'm not, there's, I'm just saying there's a parallel, right? I would feel bad for all the innocent. I sh- one should be. And if you don't feel bad, you're, you're, you're lacking a heart, right? For a lot of innocent people, right? You should feel terrible for the innocent people, right? But that's, it doesn't, again, I'm not how, what, blah, blah, blah. but there's some things you cannot do because it's dangerous to you, but you still feel bad for these things. So Yaakov was criticized. Yeah, he's Asav, but he's still your brother, <laughs> right? Where's your compassion toward your brother? You gonna marry your daughter off? Maybe not, but you, you were... You know, the other altar Swagga says when he was closing that, that, that he was hiding, he was like, Woo, get her away from this guy. No, it was all thoughts about his daughter, no thoughts about his brother. Understand what that means, Mrs. Sadowski? Kind of, but I understand that he can feel, should feel bad, but I wouldn't, still wouldn't would protect my daughter. Of course you should. 
That wasn't the point. I'm just telling you the altar but still could understand that you should still feel for this person. No, this ain't. Okay, so that's why he was criticized. Um, so, uh, so, but, and more criticized, he was punished, which means to, you know, uh, I once, you know, I once had, more than once, had people coming to me for money who are, who legitimately need the money, but I knew they were going to use it for wrong, for drugs, essentially, or for other things. And, like, you feel bad, you can't, but you're not going to give them. Anyone who gives money for I mean, they're wasting charity money, and you're hurting the person. I mean, but they, and they're hurting themselves. You feel bad. What are you going to do? You know, what are you, what are you going to do? You're going to hurt so, You know, you, there's, you need to feel, you need, something, there are many times in life you have to say no or keep things away. You know, um, you know, I, I, looking back at my youth, some of the worst kids, I'm not talking about, every, they're, they're, oh, listen, there are kids with good, good natures and poor natures, right? There are kids who have Yetzirahs because they have Yetzirahs. Many kids, you know, but there, there are kids. They're not just you know troublemakers, but they're bad. And I mean, we all know this. They're really bad. And some of these really bad kids are come from really bad home situations, or have really bad, you know, uh, self-esteem or learning issues. Really, I'm not talking about. Again, there, you know, some kids are more active and less active. I'm not, I'm not really bad. So. You know, some of them you want to help them. You're not going to put your kid with a kid who's looking at things they shouldn't be doing and cursing, whatever it may be, you know, because, you know, it's not fair. So, you know, it, you should feel bad about that. <laughs> I don't think, you know, if the kids, in, it, it, you know, most kids who end up, uh, you know, in the general world and drugs or gangs come from really, not some, you know, really bad situations. But I wouldn't want my kid hanging out with a drug dealer. <laughs> I don't think anyone would, right? But you should feel bad that you, you, you're not going to help this person. Um, and that's why Yaakov was, was punished, because he didn't have that feeling of badness. Yosef, Yosef tells us, Sar Hamashkim, Kim Zechartani Itach. He tells the, 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 the he, he does a desperate act. He says, you should remember me, right? To, to, the, to this, the, the chief of the cupbearers, which is essentially... One of the security ministers of Egypt, he sends up at two more years in jail. Yosef Atzmo and Yosef himself, Aviv, Yosef embalmed Yaakov, which is a big discussion what he was doing. Oh, Shalo, Shama Avdechayinu, Shama Avdechayinu Veshasak, or he heard his. Brothers say that we are your servant, and he didn't say, "No, you're not my servant. You're my brothers." And he, he was he was lacking at something like that. Lamar Kisimari say He was the first of all the brothers to die. Why did Yosef die first? For one of these two reasons. But there was a reason he died first. Right? There was a reason he died first. David, David called Torah's Actually, I was I, I was who was it? Actually, it's funny. Um, I was interviewed today. Um, by the Wulugan paper, because I, I know, I mean, I, I, I know many of the journalists that in this area. So I emailed uh, um, this girl Julia Baum, Julia Baum, right? Her father, her father's Jewish. She's not Jewish, uh, but uh, he's her, but if her father would have come to this class before he was married, maybe she would be Jewish. Uh, uh, so Julia, so she calls me up. So I, I told her I was talking about the Chassid Sefer Torah because I emailed her like a, six weeks ago. So out of the blue, she calls me up about this. I don't even know, you know. So I was telling her, I said, you know, we have a Sefer Torah. She tried to explain to what it is. And I said, you know, we don't want to put a Sefer Torah in the mail and like just mail it over. You know, I said we can't. I told her what, why we're so happy, like what's so so fast. I said, that in fact, the Sefer Torah is getting. There's going to be a rabbi who's going to take it on the plane with him. On the Sefer Torah comes on the plane because you wouldn't just throw a Sefer Torah on cargo, right? You know, you you, you a, a Torah. You know how reverent we have Torah is. God forbid if a Torah falls to the ground, you fast. When you have a Sefer, you know, you give it a kiss. You know, we show you, we love Sefer Torah. You know, when you, when you, when you when when, when I, and this I hold very strongly. When you come to Shul to Davin, you dress. Accordingly, because you have reverence for the place, right? Things which are important, you have reverence for, right? You have, you take seriously, 
things which are unimportant. When I see somebody come here with flip-flops, I'm talking a man, uh, you know, it means they would never go to a serious meeting with flip-flops. Very rarely does someone come here with flip-flops, but if, you know, who would go to a serious meeting if you had a business meeting? You want to get a mortgage, you got a bank loan, you're invited to meet with the governor or the president, you're not wearing flip-flops. Can you imagine anyone going to the governor of California with flip-flops? Maybe, actually. Uh, <laughs> but you met the president of the United States, right? Imagine the governor wearing flip-flops. <laughs> yeah, but no, on a serious note, at, 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 at a real function, nobody's going to have a flip-flops. Now, Mr. Jerry Brown, you see him, he'll wear a suit, he wears shoes, and Mr. Trump, would, President Trump, would do the same thing. No one's wearing flip-flops. Things are just... So, I said, I thought what it means to uh, say for Tyro and why we revere it. Um, you know, obviously, a lot of that was just I was trying to give her context um, for herself as well. David, who is the, a lover of Taylor Shane, come out, President Rabbit, but he calls David Taylor Izmiris songs. Right? It's a little bit lack of reverence for Taylor. So David, if you should call David Taylor Izmiris, Nenish Shenech Shal Badavar Uza, that Uza dies. Again, I'm not going to go through all these. There's a lot of stories in, in the Torah over here, you're bringing down. As they're moving the Aaron, they're going to move it into Shalayim. He dies. Then it's Arbalas The whole party got ruined. Can you imagine? God forbid. You're not going to save a Torah and somebody has a heart attack and dies. Like you know, you know, it would ruin the whole event. It's a tragic. You know, Simcha turns into you know people. Are, it ruins the whole thing. So David calls Torah. It means there was a lack of reverence for Torah. Again, these are great people, but but when you're David Hamelech, if you know, I'm serious. If a rabbi, if a parent or a teacher, let's, go, let's not pick on rabbis, rabbis are good. Uh, <laughs> parents and teachers. I'm also a parent and I'm also a teacher, so. Uh, and also, because then you think it's a rabbi. Uh, if you're a parent or a teacher, what you tell the kids and how you say, how you classify things, it has tremendous ramifications. Right? It's, you know, the way, the ambiance that you create, the words that you use, you know, um, you know, and, and, and the same thing with certainly with a rabbi or a leader, the, the language, the terminology, you know, if you're a teacher and you're exuberant about some things or negative about other things, you know, it's certainly in a society of reverence, it has transcendent. If David, who's Melech Yisrael, if David, who's the, uh, the person who's Mashiach is going to come from, has a little less reverence for Torah, brings down the whole Jewish nation, right? It's not, if he's calling Torah's songs, it's a song, and he meant it in a nice way, right? He meant it in a nice way, but it, at some level, it was flippant to say that, and therefore he's punished. Michal, who was David's wife, right? When they actually, the, when they actually get the next time they get the Aaron into the into the Yerushalayim, Fishol Chichas David. Michal sees David dancing away, dancing with all his strength. Now Michal came from a very from who's Michal's father? Who? Shaul. Shaul. You see, Mrs. Stolen, you just show that all Russian Jews, no excuses. Oh, Shaul. That's it. No ifs, ands, and buts. Shaul. And so she came from royalty. She came from a regal family. So she thinks that royalty, you don't dance like that. You gotta be. Tsukabast. You gotta be. You gotta be proper. Right? Could you imagine? Uh, I, I I once uh, heard this from a Rosh Hashiva from Eretz Yisrael that you know obviously by a Jewish wedding like, it's like you can never imagine such a thing. Like, anyone who's never been to a Jewish wedding has never seen real dancing, like real intense joy. So Rabbi Asher Zalag Rubenstein, he's one of his students is getting married. His boy is a bal tshuva, and uh, they're dancing at this wedding, and the father, who was irreligious, is a professor at UCLA. Goes over to Rabbi Rubenstein and says, Rabbi, I've never seen anything like this. What drug are these boys on? <laughs> and what are they taking? I mean, I've never seen anything like this. So Rabbi Rubenstein tells them, no, no, they're just happy. <laughs> I'm a scientist. I'm a professor. No one gets like this. What drug are they taking? I said, you may not realize if you're, you're not doing a good job, what are they on? You know, which, which narcotic, what are they taking? 
So no, and it's going on like two times. So Bottom says, because I'll tell you the truth. They're on a drug called Tatoiro. <laughs> they're on Tatoiro. You mean, you know, a year when a Jew is happy, we dance, right? So Simcha's Torah. If you, I mean, you can't imagine, I'm, you know, if someone walks into a yeshiva like Lakewood or Armir or Amachad on Simcha's Torah, right? No, I, I, you can't imagine. No, you can't imagine. You know, imagine in the White House, like the, all the staff. Ah, yeah, like, you know, or, or or anywhere. Like, could you imagine that anywhere in the world dancing like that, right? Like, in, in such exuberant. Right? So David says, you know, this is how we celebrate. And she says, no, no, no. You got to be calm. You got to. You got to be stuck. You know, once in a while I go to a show. I feel like I'm in a museum. Like these, like. You know, very proper places and like emo- uh, emotionless. I'm not talking about uh, non-observant. I'm talking about observant places. Emotionless. Usually they're not so observant, but they're emotionless. They're orthodox, but emotionless. You go there, you feel like you're in a library. You know, if it's college, yay, shay, rabba. Like you know, basically, there's no heart. That would say, no, you put your heart into it. That's just how you. You somebody, so, so Michal criticized David, and there's a lot, the story gets a lot deeper, which is Apikabala. Um, but Nana Shalohaya, she never has a child again until the day she dies. Because she, her criticism was a criticism of spirituality, and she's punished for that. And I'm, I'm just trying to give some of the story, but the main thing we're supposed to be getting is even the greatest people, there's accountability. Right? There is accountability. And one of the things that should motivate us, not to be trying to, is realizing for the bad and certainly for the good, there is accountability. For all of us in this room, whether you ever come to shirt tonight or not, there's accountability. Chizkiah. Chizkiah, when he got better, it's based on the He showed all the ministers of Bavel, all of the, the, the base of Megdash, they came to see the base of Megdash. Actually, it's the, the they had, you know, uh, uh, the, all this tremendous uh, uh, miracle. He shows it all to all of them. Nigzal uh, Banav, it was decreed on his descendants that they would be servants to Melch Bavol, to Nebuchadnezzar. Virabim Ke'elamor, there are many other stories like this, uh, of great examples. Viperek HaKol Chayavim, and Amru, in Meseches Chagiga, Perek HaKol says, Rabbi Yechran Kavid Mata, Haikra Havibechi, Right? Right? So the Pasuk says, I'll draw to for judgment, I will be a swift witness. witness. Right? It says, We're judged on such small things. So, like the Gemara, I'll tell you what the Gemara says. That if a person does something disgusting, and today we'd say you pick your nose, right? You pick your nose in public. What happens? Does, like, does anyone enjoy watching people pick their nose? What happens? Well, you get revolted. Most, all girls and most men get revolted, right? <laughs> right? But you get revolted. So you made another person uncomfortable. Right? You spit on the ground. Right? You made another person uncomfortable. Right? You, made, you did something which is considered disgusting. You actually, some uh, vulgar, my mind person, around the neighbor, he's been letting his dog uh, defecate and doesn't clean up after himself. Like literally, it's like an obstacle course. For the past few days, I don't know who this person is. Right. So, what is that person doing? Is that is the Torah say don't let your dog do that? Is there any mitzvah Torah? Don't uh, put your finger in your nose. Is there a mitzvah Torah? Don't spit phlegm in front of people. No, it's not anywhere there. But all of that is making people sick, grossed out, sickened. Right. And that's uh, that's wrong. So and, and and what the Gemara says that you're judged on that. So and by the way, that applies to your spouses. <laughs> you know, not just people in the street. You know, it applies to it applies to your family also. It's not like you know you can belch in front of your your, your you know or any of this stuff. So you're gonna say, here's this, right? I should really give this to the men. I should you know make sure that they hear this, right? You know when Yerucham hears this, he says, "Wow, look how serious judgment is." What is that? But you know what? I remember my friend who, uh, who has a whole organization on the University of Pennsylvania campuses, Penn, uh, Bryn Mawr, Drexel, Temple, to do Jewish outreach. So he was once telling somebody, 
Judaism has even like halachas how we cut our nails, what we do. Like, it, there's nothing. There's no act in this world that you can't do godly, right? You know, the, if you're if you, most religions have either you know, Islam has multiple acts, Christianity has very few acts. It's just a belief system largely. Uh, you know, in, in, in many of the other religions have very there. There's really a a, a a a minor amount to where it impacts you. But Judaism, everything we do, at some level, is a plus or a minus. And there's a way to connect to Hashem in everything we do. If a Jew is at a high level, they can be connected 24-7, plugged into Hashem. Right? Everything we do. But there's also an accountability. And everybody can say, whoa, this is serious stuff. Right? This is ser- What we do, we need to be conscientious. That everything we're doing is important. Right. Of course, there's that. We're not going to compare um, serious deeds versus minor deeds. Punish, rewards and punishes according to our measure for measure. Again, he's straight focus on punishment today, but everything is even more so. And I'll say that later on, as far as the reward. But the Indian is as follows: According to when we, when we weigh our deeds. Just like big deeds are important, small deeds are important, right? Big deeds are important, small deeds are important, right? Like the big things are important, small things are important. Now they're not weighed at the same skill, but they're important. You gotta take it seriously, right? The big deeds and small deeds are both important. Just because you do a lot of great things doesn't take away the small things. Right? Let's imagine one thing. Let's say you're, uh, you have a great girlfriend. She helps you. She's kind to you. She's nice to you. Uh, whenever you need a friend, she's there for you. Right? A million things she does. Right? For, for, for 25 years. Uh, the other day, she spilled her coffee on you. All over your blouse. And she doesn't apologize. Is that, a, is that, is that you know, she did, for 25 years she's been does that take away the 25 years? No. 25 years is still all there. But you got to apologize, right? Let's say, let's say she bumped you on purpose or whatever. She said a cruel state. Uh, oh, this is perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh, she says a cruel statement to you. By the way, I, 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 I'm going to say this. There's nothing that we're talking about. I can't, I, I literally, I, I continue to get these type of cases come my way. I cannot, I cannot say strongly enough how little appreciation, I don't say this when people in my room or, my, or at lunch, that people have parents who give them years of love and chesed and paying for their doctors and schools and take, you know, and the parents has one comment and the kids like, whoa! Cut them off or they hate them or they're the worst, I mean, or some variation of that. Happens in marriage also. The husband or the wife, the great, bam, 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 great, 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 one bad line, one dumb error, one mistake. They're the wor- It's like, well, you know, it's, 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 it, boggles, it boggles the mind. It, it boggles the mind. Actually, I had a rabbi, I was at a rabbi's conference, I was listening to these people. You know what I said? He did a family chesed, 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 chesed. Then they didn't like what he did. This family wants to destroy him now in his community. Wants to destroy him. Like, what happened to all this? Good things the person did, right? Because the gates of heart works that way. It can, literally can blind us to all the good, and you just focus on that one bad. Or even whether it's purposeful or not, it's like it's gonna never happen. Hashem doesn't work that way. Twenty five years ago, you're gonna be rewarded. But if you bump someone, you spill coffee, or you make that one line, you gotta fix it up. Also, there's accountability, right? Right? Everything is important. Nothing. It's not. You know, it's, everything is important. You can't say, you know, I dive in well for the past 20 weeks, so today I won't go to, you know, a guy comes to me this morning. That didn't happen. Imagine the following day. A guy comes to me tomorrow morning. I'm not putting on tefillin today. So why not? So I'm 48 years old. I put on for 35 years straight. I'm not putting on tefillin today. You know? Well, yeah, it doesn't work that way. You know? I imagine, you know, Pick on somebody over here, Mr. Bianca. Yeah. By the way, I, I get calls about your sons all the time. 
And I always say that... You make that, me happy when you say that. That's true. <laughs> I can't sleep. That's true. And I always say how, how you and your husband are an example of a happy marriage. Really, I always say that. How many years are you married? 34. 34 years. You really, and you have such good, uh, such good care for one each other. And that's true. I, I always say that. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Uh, so, uh, could you, let me ask you a question. Married for 34 years? I'm not, wait, could you take a week off and not be nice to Leon? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 30, yeah, 34 years. Oh, for a week, you know. You, 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 you know what? I'm so bad. You know why? No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Don't. You're helping him. No, you're you're his mashkicha. That's good I for him. Know, too much. Every okay. yeah, but you it's cause, but could you? Uh, we're married for 34 years. Uh, this week, tomorrow I'll be mean to you. A guy tells me we're part of phone tomorrow. Are you crazy? Out of your mind? To come have a day off? Like uh, what is his name? Is Dennis Bueller? I'm saying, what in the world is that? <laughs> <laughs> you actually got right. See. <laughs> See, if you read the papers, you can learn a lot of stuff. Just listen to me. You don't have to watch. You don't have to hear sports. I can tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> right? This is a day off. Right? There's accountability for everything. There's accountability. It's not, it's not, it's like, it's not because I did this, I don't have to do this. No, of course, there's, but there's reality. Right and what's there's some things are serious and some things are light but there's everything is important, right? It's not like the Torah says wear tzitzis, but I wore tefillin and I daven so I have to wear tzitzis. It doesn't go that way, right? It's it's a it, the mitzvahs are serious. Being nice is serious. You have a great day. You daven. You learned, and then let's go back to this gemara You spit in front of someone's face. You gross somebody out. You're you're accountable for spitting in front of somebody and making them thickened. It's not nice to make people grossed out. It's not okay. Right? That, there's, a, there's an accountability. But the, the take away your tefillah or your tefillin or your mitzvah? No, it doesn't. But there's accountability for that act. Um, God doesn't close his eyes to anything. There is accountability. It's just like the serious things he takes seriously, so do the small things. Everything is with... I know this sounds very dreary to Americans who like everything to be la-la, with exacting scrutiny, right? God looks at everything for the good. We're rewarded tremendously. You know, you came tonight, you should feel great. I, mean, I don't say it's because it's God. I mean, you're learning to you on, on, on a Wednesday night. Really unbelievable. You could be sleeping. You could be doing a million things. Unbelievable. unbelievable. Listen, I, I got back. You come to this class, you can learn about entertainment, right? Whatever. You can also learn which airport to fly into. I come back from Dallas Monday night, never flying to SFO. I, I say this to myself every time, why do I fly into that airport? But I wanted to fly into SFO because I needed that to be in, in Dallas until a certain time, and that the, the flight worked out better. So, of course, there's a rainstorm, and SFO could take, like, one plane every half hour the minute that happens. Like, you know, San Jose, they're coming in every five minutes. SFO is like... So my flight gets like two and a half hours. I get home. I tell myself it was like two something in the morning. I get up for six thirty chakras. Not, you know. So I will tell you. I, 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 even with a good coffee, my head was a little bit woo. Um, you know, and I had stuff like very little the night before, also for a reason. So you know, at some level, you know. But at some level, I thought, wow, I didn't, I didn't choose to stay up till two thirty in the morning. <laughs> that was, that was uh, divinely ordained, or, or we can blame it on SFO, um, you know. But so for the good, okay, I try to push myself. Oh, God will take that all into account, you know. But it doesn't mean I can say, oh, I came to two thirty in the morning. I, got, I'm, I have a day off from davening, or if I'm at davening, I'm tired. What does God want? I won't push myself. I can tell you, I've had better davenings. That's for sure. Uh, you know, uh, but it, did, it didn't excuse me from pushing myself, right? You got to push yourself. You know, we, you may be tired. You may be whatever. You got to push yourself, right? God's going to look God, I, I, I will look at my davening on Tuesday morning when I was going on four hours of sleep or less. I got less than four hours. I, had to be, I was in show at 630. It's like, it's like, whoa, I don't remember God. It's not good, <laughs> right? Um, less than four hours of sleep. And it, just like Hashem, we'll look at my Dominion Yom Kippur. Nothing less. And all of us, by the way. Now, Yom Kippur may be weighted more, but that analysis, 
Uh, that morning's davening is just like Hashem looks at Yom Kippur. <laughs> He's going to look at that davening. And just like Hashem will look how we acted to our husbands on our wedding nights. You, not me. Right? Uh, he'll look at us how we tonight. Right? I'm sorry, joke. You know, were you nice? Did you smile? Friendly? Did you put up lipstick? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you don't have to put lipstick, but, but it's not a bad idea, by the way. <laughs> right? That's not a bad idea. If your husband likes it, it's not a bad idea. Right? Um, I'm serious. I'm not joking. It may, if, if, if he likes it, just like if, you don't, if something, if you, and just vice versa, it, 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 it goes all this, it, that's the point. We get, oh, I'm, I'm tired. Maybe, and maybe you're tired and you don't need to, but you gotta weigh this out. It's like everything is important. Right? It's not, it doesn't, it's not like, you know, we look, and that, let's go back to, to, to certain ways. Like the, the religions of the world, which are patently false and largely dumb, they, they, they have this like reality of like religious service. So they, they decompartmentalize, you know, service. And by the way, the Greeks looked at us, you know, the famous story of Aristotle, I'm a different Aristotle, you know, I'm teaching them in real life. Like, that's how you live. Like, you can decompartmentalize in the work, your office of this, or, you know, or a lot of things are not religious expressions, they're just religious beliefs. Like, you know, I, I, there is no religion where it makes a difference if you smile when you see somebody or not. There's no a concept, by the way. I can tell you, as somebody who's pretty well versed in uh, comparative religion, it doesn't exist. It, by us, that's a big difference. When you see someone, you give them a warm hug or a cold hug. We make a bracha, you say, Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu, or Baruch Atah Hashem. That's all big difference. That bracha, that bracha you just made is going to be judged at some level for eternity. Now, it's, it's not the only thing. There's a million other things we judge with. But that bracha, for eternity. When you say to a person, you know, one of the things I don't like texting is I think it's such bad me this. I, 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 and again, I'm not judging people with text. I think, it, 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 you know, but for myself, and if you're going to text, you know, I, 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 I look what they people say and for, I mean, I don't get, where's your, how do you talk to people that way? Parents. I, I, you know, I, I'm scared to, you know, if it would be a rabbi. I mean, seriously, I would have email my, text my rabbi, uh, you know, picture. Kosher? Like, whatever, you know, or, or uh, you know, what's up? I don't, I don't know what they do. You know, I, I, and you expect, I mean, I, why is texting also, by the way? Your person's highly text. You know, were you nice? Were you not nice? Was it curt? You know, to me also, there's too much vagueness, like, you know, even emails, like if I ever have miscommunication, it's over emails. It's like always emails are strong. Like you know, either way, you can easily mis- be misinterpreted. It's not. It's, it's very imperfect. Um, you, you know, it's things make a difference. Right? Things are important in life. It makes a difference. So God looks at everything with scrutiny. It's not like just the big things. It's not like you know I. Hey, I, 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 you know, like this guy, oh rabbi, I, I show up at the seder, like whoa, like okay, and what about you? Well, you, you ate your pig today. What, what about that, right? That's actually pretty big, by the way. But uh, you know, it, it, it's not, it's not just the big things. You know, it's, it's everything. Ladon um, and God again, he's focused on punishment, so he's ulahanesh will punish according to what, what did you do? Huma shomer shlomah melech, is what he says in Kohelis. For Hashem will judge every deed, even the hidden hidden things. Just uh, doesn't allow any small good deed to be forgotten. If you put in a nickel in the stucco box today, you will be eternally rewarded for that nickel. If you put it in fifty dollars, you'll be more rewarded, right? If you said Shmona Esrei today, you did a good deed. You gave somebody a ride, you know. Miriam you got you have a lot of you got a lot of chesed. You're like you are the chauffeur of chauffeurs. You know, it's. Well, I was the alternate to be at the airport at two thirty in the morning to pick you up. And yeah, my wife said you said yes. I, w- I said yes. Right. Like so so uh, I wasn't. Tw- it, was, it, was, it was. I get picked up at two thirty. I get back. But, but your flight was doing at ten. People yeah, need to understand. I have no problem. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. My point is, <laughs> wow. but she's taken me to the airport many times and many other people. Right. That's not, those taking those chasadim are there forever. They're, you know, you think well, it's a ride. 
It's a ride. You know, somebody offers you a ride, gives you a ride home after Havdalah, Motzei Shabbos. That's all right. You for, we forget about it. Hashem doesn't forget about that. That ride's there for eternity. Right? You pat somebody in the back. You know, Arthur Milrod, Ron Milrod, when he's walking me back on Shabbos, he's going, you know, he was eating someone else up in my direction. He's like, Rabbi Levine, I, can't, I was listening to what you said. It's unbelievable how, you know, um, our actions have eternal have eternal realities. Unbelievable, like, you know, these great sages and how this happened. I, I told that, that Reuven Elbaz story. He was like so flabbergasted about the Robinson Cook. He's just the way I spoke on Shabbos. So I told him the following thing. I said, I once said this story a few years ago. A guy from the Panamich Yeshiva gets an invitation to, uh, uh, he has no idea what, who this person is. He's invited to a wedding. He has no idea who's in a wedding. And it says on the invitation, I really would love if you come to my wedding. It would mean the world to me. So he goes to the wedding. He gets to the wedding. And the chassan comes over to him. Gives him a hug and a kiss. He says, I'm getting married because of you. I'm getting married because of you. Can't believe it. Who is it? You know, I'm getting married because of you. So I can't believe this. So he says, I don't know who you are, by the way. Can you tell me how? So he says, you don't realize. Like seven years ago, I was in yeshiva. Right? And I was looking around yeshiva. I was so depressed that I said, I'm going to kill myself. I was literally at the point of suicide. And I, one day, I said to myself, that's it. I'm going to... And you walked by me today, that day, I was going to kill myself. You patted me in the back. Says, How you doing, buddy? How you doing? You're going to have a great day today. And you walked on. And when I heard that, I said, hey, somebody cares about me. I have something to live for. And I pushed myself, and things worked out, and I got happier again. And then I mean, it's because of you. Imagine this guy would have never, you know, because of you. That, that, but we probably have done that a million times. We have no idea. Everyone needs a little, you know, you give a smile, a call, hello, thank you, a blessing, we make a bracha, davening, sneeze. Oh my goodness, are you going, I'm, I'm sorry, this flu, but sneeze in this world, these goyim have no, I mean, it's unfortunately a few Jews also. They, I could, you walk around provocative? You don't think there's a judgment on that? Whoa, is there a judgment on that? You know, we're a person who wears tight clothes. Well, is there a judgment on that for ladies? You, a man who's married or not married, stares at you. And listen, there, there are, men are weak creatures. Fact: men are weak creatures, and you are none. A woman is not liable if a man is a weak creature, but she is liable if she provokes that. <laughs> okay, if she flaunts stuff to to, which is meant, you know, to do it or. Let's say she wants to be comfortable. And they're, they're fine, decent people, not looking to provoke. But their idea of comfortability, it, for, they forget about that, you know, just like, they, you know, it's comfortable to spit your phlegm out and to, you know, put your finger in your nose and a million other things. It doesn't make it okay, right? Especially here where it actually has really negative things. I mean, there's realities. And you know what? That also will go on for a long time. I'll, I'll finish with one story about Dallas, which, which is a famous story. This story, actually, because I was in that neighborhood uh, for, for dinner. Uh, so, <laughs> there's a shul in Dallas, the oldest shul in Dallas, Orthodox, built shul, it's a rodent shul. Um, the, how did this shul get built? A guy, the rodent who was in Dallas, was, 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 has a sh- small shul. One day, a guy comes into him and starts giving him donations. And not from God. He gives him donations and donations and donations. Why did he start giving him donations? Right? And in fact, he gave him the donation that he got the building from. And then, he, then this guy died a few years later. This is what he wrote and said at his funeral. He asked the guy, why are you giving all this money? He said that he went to the coastal. It's a reform show. And he saw there, uh, an, an, a, 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 it was an Orthodox Jew, davening like he never saw someone pray before his whole life. And he, he was so inspired by watching this person, by watching this person, Davin. So when he got back to Dallas, he said, he described this Orthodox Jew, he says, where do I find these kind of Jews? Where do I find these kind of Jews? So they pointed to Rabbi Rodin Shul. And he said, I want to support these kind of Jews. And th- there's a call in Dallas, and around that neighborhood, there's a, there's a Shul in Dallas, there's a Shiva in Dallas, right? Well, not this neighborhood, all circles this guy. 
So imagine this. Ron said this at, uh, at our first dinner. He says, imagine what's going to be. This Jew is Orthodox Jew. Okay? Never heard of Dallas. He's going to get to Shemayim. And he's going to have this huge amount of mitzvahs. Tremendous amount of mitzvahs. And they're going to say to him, he's going to say, you're a billionaire. You're a spiritual billionaire. He says, why am I spiritual billionaire? You built Dallas. He says, what is Dallas? What's Dallas? You never heard of Dallas. What in the world is Dallas? Right? Because he was just stopping the castle. He was stopping. He never heard of Dallas. That's true. You could be on a bus and scream at somebody. And a person hates Judaism after that, and they can try to destroy it. Yeah, that's true. It goes both ways, but it makes a difference. Our acts make a difference. Sometimes we see it, sometimes we don't. We'll just finish the paragraph. God for the good and the bad. Small, big, people are in scrutiny. And then why is this important, says Ramchal? This reminds us to disabuse those who delude themselves into thinking that God doesn't care about the small things. I do the big things, I'm okay. How I do things, what I do, it doesn't really make a difference. This doesn't really, really come into the picture. Here's a general principle. God is an easy grader. God doesn't really care. He, he skips some of the small things. He's going to overlook his inner You're going to hurt yourself. It's not true. God's forgiving. What is he? No, God loves me. I love God. God's okay. It's okay. God's okay. God's Don't listen. Because everything we do, again, Hashem will look at all of us. Right? Hashem will look at all of us and He'll judge us according to who we are and our abilities and our capacities. But we have to know right, that everything we do is important. And if you want to be motivated to use our lives correctly, this is why you should do jumping jacks. This is a very great class. I mean, it, it's, it, it sounds a little strong, but you realize this is empowering because this is a reality whether you come to the class. It's not like if you didn't come here, it would, it would change. No, this is important to know. Everything we do is all important. And, if we, and to the extent that we know that, and we utilize that, we can be motivated to do things better and better quantitatively, qualitatively, and that, and that will not only improve our world to come, but quite frankly, there's nothing more mindful, nothing more enjoyable, and nothing more empowering than that. Okay, thank you. Thank you.